Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. The last words of Jesus before he ascended to heaven was not, don't forget, December 25th is my birthday. Be sure to celebrate that. <laughs> Some Christians think that. It was from the very beginning. But if we look at the history of the early church, that feast day wasn't there in the beginning. The major feast day for the church was on January 6th, and it's called the Feast of the Epiphany, the manifestation, the revealing of God. In the early church, four things were celebrated that day. The birth of Christ, the coming of the Magi, you and I know as the the three wise men we call them, also the baptism of the Lord, and the first miracle of Jesus at the wedding at Cana. All of that was uh, celebrated on January 6th. It also became a time in the church when people were baptized and they were prepared. And the season was somewhat called the Advent season. Because also at the same time on the church, Easter is the other time that many people were baptized and brought into the church. And it wasn't until later on in the life of the early church that they established the feast day of December 25th, the birth of Christ. December 25th, then, was established, and the church decided to move the Advent season through those four Sundays prior to that Christmas. Now, the emphasis was still penitential, but in a different way. In Lent, it's fasting and preparing and sacrificing. For Advent, believe it or not, approaching penance, confession, was joyful. It's rejoicing. It's ready to encounter this God. Now, if we took a survey of Catholics that what words come to mind when you go to confession, the word joy would probably be 365th, huh? Wouldn't be very high. And yet the church provides this opportunity of Advent in a world that is really struggling now to remember the greatest gift that Christians can experience in their life but share with the world is one of joy, one of rejoicing, One of celebrating. In the Bible, there are 2,700, that's 2,700 phrases that you find in the Bible when the words joy, happiness, gladness, laughter, feasting, and celebrating is used in the Bible. And this comes as a revelation to some Christians that God is a joyful and happy God. They're surprised. Really? Yes. And that's why this season in approaching, even in the forgiveness of sin, is one of joy, one of knowing we know how it ends. That's what we have to remember in today's gospel that's proclaimed by Luke. Jesus uses a language, again, that is very frightful. If you haven't been following lately, we remember in times language speaks that God wins out in the end that God's ways will be established. What Jesus reminds us is that even Christians can get to the fact that the way the earth runs, the way we've established things, the way that we've determined what's important to us here on earth will not be the same way when God comes. And that's why people will freak out. That's why they'll understand that all their materials, all their prestige, all their titles will mean nothing in the kingdom of God. And that's what clashes. People will die of fright. Why? 
because the anxiety that they feel that they're losing everything. And what does Jesus tell us the end times? That in the end, if we're ready and we're prepared, we have nothing to fear. Jeremiah says that in today's reading when he says, the promises of God will be fulfilled. And what will be offered to humanity is safety and security. Safety and security will be the promises that God will fulfill in us. And how do we discover that? In today's second reading from Paul's letter to the Thessalonians. Love your brothers and sisters. That's how we give witness. That's how we share joy. And so, if joy is central to the Scriptures and central to who God is, how can we experience God, the joy of God in this Advent season? A time when sin reigns because division and separation is part of human sin. And we're all experiencing that in some way. That's why I think it's important to recapture that confession isn't just scary. And it isn't just sacrificing and fasting. That this time of year really rejoices in God's powerful mercy and forgiveness as we await the one who saves us from our sin, Jesus. On December 13th, we are going to have ready to send out online our Advent penance service. If you remember that from last year, it's a beautiful service of scriptures, of a wonderful homily by me. You can clap at home if you'd like to, huh? but also some reflection of music from Paul, and an examination of conscience. Now, not everyone is free to go out right now for whatever reason. They just don't feel safe. They're not there yet. And maybe they just need to experience some type of forgiveness. But for the rest of us who are out and about and everything, I, we invite you to come to church for confessions with a priest here. Okay? We're going to offer four nights of having priests available for you. Some of you go all the time, and you really don't need to go during Advent because you go all the time. Some of you have been away for years, and you have to try very hard not to go this year, missing four nights. There'll be priests available for you. Here's the thing is that I don't know why I need to go to a man to confess my sins. Usually, I find out in talking with people or overhearing conversations or viewing it online, it's usually because people have never experienced the words of absolution. They've never really believed or understood that they're forgiven because sometimes we need to hear that from a human being who represents Jesus. That's why the word isn't that the priest used, oh, your sins are forgiven, it's okay, don't do it again, get out of here, say three Hail Marys and go, get out. No, the church uses the word absolution. Forgiveness of all sins. Even the Jews get it, huh? Because Rob, um, Carl Reiner was, uh, was a great, great comedian and all. And the guy that played, uh, Fred Savage, I think, was his name, that played in The Wonder Years. And he was a little kid, and he was at the Oscar ceremony, and he practiced something with Carl Reiner. And he forgot his part there. And he thought for 25 years he wanted to see Carl Reitner and said, you know, I did something wrong and I, I don't think I'm a crazy kid that I, that I blew it. I, didn't, I, didn't, I wanted to say I'm sorry that I blew the line and I don't want you to think that I, I was an arrogant kid. And he carried that around for 25 years until one day he was at the same party as Carl Reitner. And he went up to her and said, 
Mr. Reiner, you probably don't remember me, but 25 years ago, I messed up a line, and I was so sorry, and I wanted to tell you. And Carl Reiner said, you've been carrying that for 25 years? And the guy goes, yeah. And Carl Reiner goes, you're absolved. <laughs> That's powerful. To be able to say that your sins are forgiven, not forget about it or don't do it again. And so the people have never experienced that, that whenever I as a priest have given absolution for over 35 years, you're forgiven and you start anew. That's re worth rejoicing. That's what we're celebrating. And so on the nights, we have a couple of priests on the 13th, and you'll see this in the bulletin on the email connection, and on the 15th, and then on the week of Christmas, on that Monday and Wednesday, they're all Mondays and Wednesdays in the evening, the last Wednesday right before Christmas, there'll be five priests there. Please don't wait till that time to go. Some of you have a real poor theology that says, I got to wait till the last minute so I can slip in and get communion because I might have a bad thought or think Notre Dame shouldn't go to the playoffs or whatever. You know, that might keep you away from communion. But no, we play games with God. Go right away and look at the anytime you want on demand. Look on the penance service. Reflect. You know, some people do that better if you watch and you're afraid to go out or you can't drive at night. Watch it. To give a half hour is better than just driving to church, saying two sins and walking out, and then going back to watching the games. That's what some Catholics do. They don't understand the beauty of it. And so... That's why Catholics, the world needs your joy more than ever. And joy doesn't mean 24-7 of happiness, walking around with a smile. It just simply means you know how it ends. You know how it ends. Don't you like taking friends to movies? And they haven't seen it, but you have? And you're dying to tell them how it ends? Don't tell me! Don't tell me how it ends. I want to... Oh, I can't help it. I'm just so excited. This is a great ending. You're going to love it, huh? Well, that's how Christians should be. We know how it ends. And so when people who don't believe, who are lazy Christians, or who don't understand who Jesus is, and they hear these words that people will die of fright, and there's anxiety and tribulation, and everything will be coming to falling apart, you don't have to be afraid. Because you know how it ends. God wins out. And as Jeremiah says, people will experience peace, safety, and security. That's our gift to a world that is hurting right now. Christians that are joyful. Christians that know how it all ends. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 